The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. Just use the promo code SGP100 to activate the offer. So visit MyBookie today. Play, win and get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Oddshark. Oddshark offer you free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff with betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out at www.oddshark.com. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only mobile app that gives you the best chance to beat Vegas, get easily trackable line movement and see which team the public backs, view betting trends all day, calculate your return and follow your picks right from your device. So head over to betql.co and download the app. Hey guys, you are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. I'm your host, Billy. This is statistically the number one show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Sports Gambling Podcast in general in terms of winning you money. Seven and one on the locks. Ryan and Sean, take note, seven and one on the locks and uh, flying with the picks as well throughout the season. I think six and four has been our worst week, generally hitting around seven and three, eight and two. We have had a nine and one week thrown in there as well. Uh, It has been going a lot better picks wise um, since I haven't been doing it with a co-host. Obviously you guys are missing out on, on some, British banter and whatnot, which you may have enjoyed last season when I was doing a show with James. However, anyone who's listening to this primarily to win money, you are winning money. And also you're getting the best fantasy picks possible because generally the five, six players I've said to keep in the team throughout the season have been as consistent as always. And then you fill in picks as well. People like Nevis of Wolves, and uh, Alexander-Arnold of Liverpool have provided good cover in the other positions as well. Obviously, I've tipped out seven or eight people and it's up to you who you go with, but I don't think there's really been a major flop there on fantasy. I don't think there's been a major week where we've flopped everything, lock, dog, parlay, complete disaster. I don't think that that's happened. If it has, someone hit me up um, on lockbetting.com uh, you'll have to sign up obviously to get get me a message um, there is an email address to get through to me I'm at admin at dirtysheets.net looking for some feedback here because I'm not on Twitter as Ryan and Sean mentioned on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network they did talk about um, how terrorists and whatnot can be on there but somehow Twitter have managed to, to ban me that is true but Facebook haven't so Billy Barty on Facebook send me a friend request send me a message uh, I will get back to you I do check the um, the hidden messages section as well on Facebook there are ways to get hold of me I'm not impossible to get hold of um, a company actually reached out to Ryan and Sean to talk to me about soccer and they, they got they got to me through Ryan and Sean so there's many many means to contact me but the best way is to sign up to my website lockbetting.com become a member over there you'll receive picks and extra podcasts including the European show so that is the best way to go and I'm contactable on 
my Patreon page, lock, or through lockbetting.com rather, uh, 24-7 more or less. Um, I mean, I'm not up 24-7, but I check the thing all bloody day. So like I'll be easily contactable. So as I said, seven and one so far, season going well, broken up by an international break. Um, that wasn't our best podcast. Uh, I mean, generally the picks were okay, but what I picked out for Lock, Dog and Parlay uh, was pretty much uh, destroyed by going against England, who had an amazing week uh, beating Spain. I think despite the World Cup accomplishment of getting through to the semi-final, I think winning away to Spain is probably the best thing that England have done on the Gareth Southgate so far, and probably the best result England have had. I would go as far to say in the last... The Germany 5-1 was pretty good in 2001, but apart from that, I would say it's the best result England have had in 17 years, definitely. Winning 3-2 against the Spain team, who were undoubtedly in form, probably the best team in Europe going into that game, apart from France, who are obviously the world champions and continue to win, as as I said they would. Um, so yeah, I think that... That is an excellent result for England and, and the future does look good now. I was sceptical after the World Cup because, yeah, they got to the semi-final, but they had quite an easy run through. But um, this result has proved even me wrong as somebody that picked against England throughout the, throughout last week. And uh, they came good and look in a good position now to, to challenge for that group. They'll need to beat Croatia at home and hope that Croatia do them a favour uh, against Spain. Uh, I don't see why Croatia wouldn't, because Croatia are trying to stay up uh, and not get relegated from the Nations League. How the Nations League works is a whole another thing. Um, it's funny, I had to explain it to my cousin. We were at the Holland or Netherlands-Germany game in Amsterdam, and he was asking me about the Nations League. Obviously, he knew that there was a group winner and the group winner goes through to the tournament, but didn't know about the relegation aspect. So how that works is the winner of Leagues 2, 3, and 4 get promoted. So the winners of League 2 will go up to League 1. And the guys that finish bottom in all the Division 1 groups or the League 1 groups will be relegated to League 2. So it looks like Germany will be going down and um, and yeah, that that will be very interesting to see Germany playing in a second tier of European football. But there obviously are going to be four four good sides that go down and four good sides that come up. And that is going to be how the Nations League works. But there's enough of international football. Let's move on to our regular football. As I said, European football is at lockbetting.com. But the Champions League is here on the Sports Gallon Podcast Network. Champions League podcast coming out on Monday. And EPL podcast is what you're listening to right now. EPL kicks off this Saturday morning with Chelsea versus Manchester United. Massive game to start. Biggest game of the week by a mile. Um, although there are some big games slotted in at three o'clock. Bournemouth versus Southampton, which is a massive derby, and West Ham versus Tottenham, neither of them on TV. Instead, they've opted for Huddersfield, Liverpool, Everton, Crystal Palace, and Arsenal versus Leicester on Monday. Don't understand any of that. The only logical game that should be on TV um, that is is Chelsea versus Man United. Chelsea, 8 to 11. The draw is 3 to 1. Man United, at nine to two, which is a massive price, nine to two for Man United to win at Chelsea. It's massive for a reason because Man United have been shit all season. Um, the chances of them 
picking up a win at Chelsea are not very good and the bookies tend to agree with that Jose Mourinho has also gone to Chelsea three times since he left them as a manager and has lost three times twice in a league and once in the FA Cup where actually Man United played very well so they went down to 10 men he perfectly set out his tactics to get a result at Chelsea I think tomorrow he may set out his tactics to get a nil-nil draw at Chelsea but as we've seen Man United don't have the defence to do that and if they do try and do that this has got 1-0 Chelsea written all over it maybe even a second goal if Man United then have to be then have to press for an equaliser and get caught again I don't think it gets to three goals I think under two and a half looks a good bet but you can actually get under three and a half within our price range of one to two minus 200 because it's eight to 11 that there are over two and a half goals in this game and 11 to 10 that there are under that's a great bet but being even safer uh, on the on the on not on there not being a fourth goal one to two that probably looks like the way to go for people that are going to bet heavily on this game uh Bournemouth versus Southampton as I said local derby Bournemouth 11 to 10 the draw 27 to 10 and Southampton are three to one to win this game. Bournemouth are flying. They're winning games that I didn't think that they would bother with. I thought they would get into some kind of comfort zone. We had Josh Paul on there a few weeks ago, said that he thinks Bournemouth could press for the top six and would probably be better than Everton and Arsenal. They're certainly not better than Arsenal, which we'll get to later because Arsenal are having a really good season so far, but they could be as good as, if not better than, than Everton who don't look to have improved much under Marco Silva compared to Sam Allardyce so I'm taking Bournemouth to win this game and and you know Southampton I think are in a relegation battle although the fortunate thing for the likes of Southampton Fulham Burnley Newcastle and Brighton is that Huddersfield and Cardiff are already down Huddersfield and Cardiff are not going to do anything this season it's basically one relegation place between five or six teams so that is a fortunate thing for Southampton they won't go down this season but I don't think that they're good enough to get anything at Bournemouth up next Cardiff versus I apologise for sniffing uh, a lot on this show it's um, the winter has come to England after our 45 days of summer that we had and um, it's, it's cold here and I have a cold so if you hear me sniffing it's because I have a blocked nose and flu and puffy eyes and all that shit that we get here from October to February oh, what am I saying October to June and then we get some sun for a bit but most of the time, a lot of us are not even here because we're in other countries that are hotter than us. But anyway, enough about complaining about this this shithole island that we that we live on. Um, Cardiff versus Fulham. Cardiff is six to four. Draw five to two. Fulham two to one. Let me tell you, Cardiff shouldn't be the favourites to beat anyone in this league apart from maybe Huddersfield. Cardiff are awful. They're probably one of the worst teams to have ever played in the Premier League. And um, I think Fulham are a great price here at 2-1. to one. They're a much better team than Cardiff, although Cardiff did come into the Premier League finishing above Fulham. Uh, I think the 5-1 thrashing by Arsenal has influenced this price here. You have to take into consideration Arsenal were just unbelievable that day and a lot of the goals came at the end of the game. They went in at half-time one all. And before Aaron Ramsey scored that ridiculous goal, Fulham were well in that game. It took two great individual pieces of skill by Lacazette to, to put Arsenal ahead anyway so Fulham ain't as bad as the 5-1 suggests I've taken Fulham here on a draw no bet 
in this one and that is available 11 to 10 great bet um i think we kind of know already where my dog's going to be this week because cardiff are awful burnley versus manchester city manchester city 1 to 10 12 to 1 the draw and 33 to 1 on burnley um, both teams to score in this game is six to four. Both teams not to score in this game is eight to fifteen. I like both teams not to score. It's dependent really on how early Man City score and how how Burnley can contain them. If Burnley can contain them for a while, then your bet looks better because it's going to be a case of Manchester City trying to break through. If Manchester City break through early and Burnley have to come out and play, they're going to get smashed. But they could get smashed five or six one. Uh, last season they lost this game in the FA Cup four one after being one up at half time. That's how overmatched Burnley are in this fixture and the price reflects that 1-10 to 10 on Man City to win this game Newcastle versus Brighton is an interesting one down at the bottom Newcastle still haven't won despite being 2-0 up against Man United helping our lock land Man United was our lock last time up thank you very much 6-5 to five, Newcastle 9-4 to four to draw 3-1 to one, Brighton I'm going to stick my neck out here and say Newcastle get their first win of the season. This has to be the place. Um, I picked this one out about three weeks ago. Definitely going to bet this. Didn't think Newcastle were going to get anything at Man United, and they almost did, but they didn't in the end. Um, yeah, they've had a tough, tough run of fixtures. They've already played Arsenal. They've already played Tottenham. They've already played Man City. They've already played uh, Man United. So it's been tough, tough start for Newcastle, and they're probably in a false position. And if that is the case, they need to win games against teams around them. And beating Brighton here will be a good start to get their season properly up and running after blowing a 2-0 lead against United. So 6-5 to five the price there. Take Newcastle on that one. West Ham versus Tottenham. West Ham are a massive price here of three to one. Actually, I'm looking around and you can actually get West Ham at seven to two in some places. Looking around, have a look and see what you can find at Odd Shark, the sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Don't just blindly bet it wherever your account is. But um, obviously, if you open an account with mybookie.ag and use the code SGP100, there's a 100 percent deposit bonus as well so obviously if you've not done that yet that's the first thing to do before you start shopping around for prices elsewhere but odd shark may give you the um the plus 450 that is available on west ham i'm not picking west ham to win this game but i'm not picking tottenham either at 10 to 11 i think the getting the 10 to 11 on west ham on the double chance is the way to go what that does is that gives you the win and the draw for west ham as i've explained to you before anything but a tottenham win is a win for you and uh, that's where i would go here in this game that's minus 110 US price Wolverhampton Wanderers hosting Watford who after starting with four wins are beginning to fall down that table losing (coughs) 4-0 at home to Bournemouth is not a good result for Watford Wolves here available at 3-4, 4-5 3-4, to 4-5 four, four to in places, 11-4 to draw, 17-4 to four, Watford. Yeah, I like Wolves to win this game. Um, and I like a lot of their players at, in, still in fantasy, getting the likes of Willy Bolly at 4.5. Uh, there's fullback Bennett available at about 4. 
Uh, Rui Patricio, the goalkeeper available at 4.5, Neves available at 5. You can pad your team out with Wolf players because Wolves are a top half team priced as a relegation team on fantasy. So that, I think, is the best fantasy pick that you're going to get this week other than making Sergio Aguero your captain in the Man City-Burnley game. Although... Let's hold on that for a second because Huddersfield are playing Liverpool. Huddersfield are 12 to 1. The draw is 9 to 2, and Liverpool are 1 to 3. Now, I don't know what the situation is on Sadio Mane's hand, whether he'll play, but Firmino will play in this game most likely. I don't think Daniel Sturridge is going to edge him out, and uh, Mo Salah will play. Mo Salah is receiving some criticism for only scoring four goals this season. He's only played eight games and coming from a wide position, that normally wouldn't be a bad return. But based on what he did last season, there seems to be more pressure on Mo Salah. I think what it could be is looking at his performances. He is missing chances, but I always say that it's better to be there to miss the chances as opposed to being completely out of the game. I think that was always the the thing that people were saying about Raheem Sterling and then he goes and scores two goals against Spain. Raheem Sterling was always getting those chances for England despite the fact he didn't score for two years and it's worrying for me as a Man United fan because in recent weeks Lukaku hasn't been getting the chances Whereas someone like Sergio Aguero, his whole career has been has been made off the back of getting himself in the right position to to take chances, and uh, Harry Kane is the same as well. But uh, that's that's what you need to do. You need to be in a position to to get chances. And Salah is still getting chances. I'd be more worried when Salah isn't scoring and he's completely lost in the game. And uh, I think he could come good. It wouldn't surprise me if if he ends up just smashing a hat-trick here in this game and um, proving all the critics completely wrong and uh, everybody just all of a sudden laying off Mo Salah because all of a sudden... He's ended up scoring um, six goals in in nine games, which obviously looks a hell of a lot better. But I don't think his record is particularly bad anyway, as it stands. I think there's obviously just a lot of pressure on Mo Salah to repeat the ridiculous feats of last season. Uh, I've gone for Liverpool minus one in this game. That's available at 10 to 11. Uh, I think they'll win this game comfortably. And uh, as a side bet, you might want to have Liverpool to win and Mo Salah to score. Um, But Salah and Aguero definitely dream team picks this week. Also, pad out your back four Liverpool players. uh, Huddersfield ain't scoring. So whether you have the cheap ones like um, Gomez and Alexander-Arnold or you want to spring a little bit more and have Virgil van Dijk and open yourself up to possibility of him scoring a header uh, there's there's Robertson on the other side there's a possibility that he'll chip in with an assist that's why those two are more expensive but Gomez and Alexander-Arnold are absolutely fine don't worry about that if you've got them moving on to Sunday Everton against Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace are away this week, thank God, because they can't score a goal at home. They haven't scored a goal at home all season. They're actually better away from home. Uh, Everton is 17 to 20 to win this game. 13 to 5 is the draw. 15 to 4 is Palace. I'm going to go with with Everton here and I'm going to look for Crystal Palace to win at home in the future because these statistics throughout the course of the season always end up evening out Palace are very unlikely to finish the season with a better away record than they are home record that's just not something that happens so there is going to be an evening out 
of that statistic, uh, more than likely, it's very, very unlikely. It's very rare for that to continue. I've, I've, I've rarely seen it betting football for the last 17 years. So... Everton also a much better side on paper than Palace so I expect them to win this game especially playing on TV on a Sunday afternoon it's a good chance for people to shine I expect people like Walcott and Richarlison to shine people a lot of the Everton team will walk into the the Palace team no problem so they are a good bet here so um, I'm confidently picking Everton here that has lock potential if if the form team in the Premier League weren't playing at their fortress this week and that's Arsenal going up against Claude Piel's Leicester Arsenal are available at 8-13 to 7-2 to draw and 11-2 on Leicester what is not to like about Arsenal at the moment they are in a winning streak of 10 in a row and they're killing people look what they did to Fulham and this was away Arsenal's normal fortress is at home Arsenal do one thing and one thing very 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 well they beat teams outside of the top six at home at the Emirates and they look good doing it that's what Arsenal do so they're getting back to their bread and butter this week playing on a Monday night long rest going up against Leicester uh, Claude Puyall you know, as 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 James often came on here and said, he doesn't really um, inspire people too much. It's not really a man manager or anything. But obviously, Leicester are always going to be dangerous with the likes of Jamie Vardy in their team. Arsenal aren't blessed with the with the best back four. Although Socrates uh, is is definitely one of the quickest defenders in the Premier League. Although his defending isn't up to much. Uh, I think it could be goals in this game, but in the end as they did against Fulham. Arsenal are going to score more. Arsenal definitely the bet here. Um, it's definitely worth looking at the likes of Lacazette and Aubameyang for your team. I think Lacazette more so because he's getting that central role and he's cheaper. So he looks like a good price at nine and a half million at the moment. But yeah, I think Arsenal definitely, definitely um, could continue their run here against Leicester. And if you never know if results go their way, I don't think they will because Man City and Liverpool have such easy games, but Arsenal could move to the top of the Premier League this weekend. And the fact that that's even a possibility for them shows what a good job Unai Emery's done, especially after losing the first two games of the season. Moving on to the final part of the show, the lock dog parlay. Um, the lock just touched on it a minute ago Arsenal again going to ride this one out uh, until I see something that doesn't show me that Umay, Unai Emery has transformed this Arsenal team because at the moment they're playing on a different level to what they were last season um, they are beating teams away beating teams they should do away they're not going to Fulham and being overawed by the crowd and the fact that the Fulham players are are motivated to be playing a big club like Arsenal and against big players like Lacazette and Ozil and Aubameyang. And no, Arsenal are rising to the occasion. They are beating teams that they should beat and they should beat Leicester. And I think they will beat Leicester this weekend. My dog touched on it earlier. Fulham at Cardiff. You get a chance to bet against Cardiff as a, as as an underdog. Jump all over it because Cardiff shouldn't be favourites against anyone in this league. Neither should Huddersfield. And the parlay, doing something different this week, going to keep it simple for you and make it a two 
team parlay or a two selection parlay simply because I don't just want to pad this out and lose the bet. I, I think the two selections that I've got are solid. So I'm just going to make it a two selection parlay and I'm going to go out of, on a limb here and recommend a $100 bet which is going to be an official bet as well for lock betting members and Dirty Sheets members. So this is a members bet that you'll get in here for free. And it's under three and a half goals in the um, in the Chelsea versus Man United game. So it's under three and a half goals. And Liverpool minus one. So that pays out. Let's have a look what that does pay out. It pays out a two to one. So as I said, it's one to two on the under three and a half goals, which gives you 150 to play out on. And you can get Liverpool minus one at evens. Uh, what I advise is because you can't get both those prices at one bookie, bet them individually. That is what a parlay is. It's two selections. It's taking all of the winnings from selection number one and putting it onto selection number two. That's all a parlay is. If it's a three-team parlay, it's taking the winnings from selection one, all the winnings from selection one go onto selection two, and then all the winnings of selection one and two together go onto selection three. So you don't need to just bet this all in one go if you have time. Because these games aren't running side by side, one's at 12.30 and one's at 5.30 in the evening, what you can do is you can get Chelsea versus Manchester United at one to two, win £150 or $150 by betting $100 on it, take your 150 and take Liverpool minus one at even money at wherever it's available. So have a look on Odd Shark where it is and make and get yourself the best prices and get yourself the best winnings that you possibly can. It just it just makes so much more sense, especially if you've got time. If all the games are running simultaneously, like they do at the 6 p.m. kickoffs at the NFL, then then yeah, you're gonna have to do the parlay at the best place, at the best odds at the same time. But in this situation, you have the time and the capacity to shop around. So it's very important to do that. That completes this week's EPL show. Look out for a special podcast with myself and my data sheets colleague, Cav Manning, along with contributions from Ryan Kramer and Sean Green about Manchester United and the Dallas Cowboys. The podcast is called Manchester United versus the Dallas Cowboys, looking at the two top sports franchises in the world and asking the question, what the fuck is going on with them? Why can't these two franchises win anything? They have all the money and all the support in the world and all of the backing. Uh, you'd think that they would be in perfect positions to dominate their sports, but neither of them are pulling up any trees. Neither of them look close to winning anything this year or next year or the year after, especially the Cowboys, I would say. Obviously, in football is different. There's no salary caps and you can invest in fix your team. We'll be covering all these points, though, on the show. So look out for that. I've been Billy. This has been the EPL Show. Good luck with all your bets this week. 